listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. We're back at WNDZ 750 AM, Catholic Chicago. Mark Tracy here sitting in for Father Greg Sackwitz, our host, who is preparing for his hip surgery on Thursday. So keep Father Greg in your prayers. In the second half of our program here, we have a good friend of our program joining us, Dr. Ed Gordon. He's a professor, lecturer, historian. I'd add a very dedicated prisoner um, at Holy Name Cathedral. He's been keeping us up to date on health issues during this COVID-19 pandemic. Now that 2021 is here, there's a lot to talk about. Yes, there is, Mark, and thank you for having me back. Let's start 2021 on a positive note. Okay. First, we have now two important vaccines that now are being distributed across the United States. Healthcare workers and people in retirement and nursing homes are being vaccinated as we speak. Those numbers will rise, <clears throat> and then uh, the next level will be the older folks, uh, 70 or 70 above 75, and those with other medical conditions. As the months go by, January, February, March, we will see a larger and larger proportion of the population vaccinated across the United States. This will begin to have an impact on the numbers of people who are getting sick and dying. It will be gradual, but it will, it will begin. So the light now is at the end of the tunnel. We can see it, and uh, that gives us hope for the future. Now let's back up a little bit. So our other programs, uh, a while ago we were in the second inning, last program I think we were in the fifth inning if this were a baseball game. Where are we now, Ed? I'd say now we're in the seventh inning. Wonderful. Okay. And ex expound on that a little bit. Well, uh, there will be other vaccines that will also be proven to be effective, and the distribution of the vaccines will become better and more efficient as time goes on. And the only way out of this is through vaccination. It's obvious that there are grave limitations to the lack of self-control that many people still have in terms of wearing masks, physical distancing, not going to large group parties, etc. Many people still refuse to, uh, to see that. However, there is a lighter side to this story. Believe it or not, in all my research, I did finally find a lighter side to this disaster that we're going through. And that is? Well, in England, uh, a lot of people have been encouraged uh, by their government to expand their gardens. Br the British people are big gardeners. Mm -hmm. So they've been expanding their backyard gardens. And uh, this one couple uh, in their backyard, as they weeded it, they discovered 63 golden coins and one silver coin for the reign of Henry VIII oh, in the Lord. 16th century, oh, my Lord. which is worth a fortune. So, and across England, 47,000 other artifacts have been dug up in backyard gardens. 
So, guys out there, you know, I have a friend in Santa Ana, California. He lives on Treasure Lane. I told him to get that shovel out there and start digging. Maybe he'll find something. <laughs> it wasn't. It, yeah, it wasn't named by accident. Huh? No, it wasn't. Now, this is a little aside, but uh, uh, a teacher of mine over the years, a historian, uh, Reverend Martin Winters passed away uh, a couple weeks ago. Yes. And I remember him always saying to us, if you don't pay attention to history, chances are you're going to repeat it. That's right, exactly. So expound on that in terms of the COVID-19. Uh, well, we know from uh, past epidemics and numbers that uh, many people die in pandemics and epidemics. And we also know that there are effective ways to deal with it. And uh, if we follow these simple rules while we wait to get vaccinated, fewer people will get sick and die. Now, those of you out there that believe that this is a massive conspiracy, that this, uh, there are other political or economic reasons behind it, I want to tell you this. As a historian, as a social scientist, I look at data from all over the world, and I want to assure you that the data that I see from numerous sources, oh, let's say 20 to 25 different sources is where mm -hmm. I get my material from, are of an international nature and national nature, all say the same thing, and that is that the numbers are getting worse. And... Uh, you know, right now we have recorded in one day 210,000 new cases. We're averaging somewhere over 200,000 new people getting infected every day. Every day. And yesterday, almost 1,400 people died from this. Now, let's put this in perspective. During World War II, the United States Armed Forces fought from December 7th, 1941 to May, or May, uh, early May in 1945. They suffered over 350,000 men and women died in the U.S. Armed Forces. And that's where we are now. We're at 300 and almost 52,000 people. Uh, I predict that very soon we will pass 400,000 and we may very well hit 500,000 Cases. Well, let's take a little break. That's quite sobering information to sit with for a little bit. Uh, let's take a little break. WNDZ 750M on your dial, Catholic Chicago. Uh, Dr. Ed Gordon, I did not call you father. I usually well, that's father. good. Uh, Dr. Ed Gordon. I don't want to be excommunicated. <laughs> we'll be back in just a, a few minutes to continue this conversation and hopefully learn a little bit more about how we can help alleviate this COVID-19 in our lives by our behaviors. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Charity staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one -one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. 
The Wilson Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, trusted research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. Back, WNDZ 750 AM on your dial, Catholic Chicago. Mark Tracy here, Executive Director over at Holy Name Cathedral, talking with Dr. Ed Gordon. I saw a little blip on someone's Facebook that said 86 more days to St. Patrick's Day. Ah. Well, you can pray to St. Patrick. And remember, there is a plague prayer out there that most of your listeners know. Which is? Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. That prayer was originally invented during the great bubonic plague in the Middle Ages. Wow. Because so many people were dying. Wow. Okay. Now, we're not at that level. We're not going to see half the population of the United States die from this uh, COVID-19. However, now, taking precautions, being... You know, respect for life, we believe this as Catholics. Mm -hmm. In terms of abortion, we're against abortion. Uh, Assisted suicide to end life, we're certainly against that. Well, folks, this is no longer a health care emergency. This is a health care disaster. Now, let me show you some interest. Let me just review a few things with you. Here in Illinois, we've had about 979,000 people test positive and 18,000 people died in Illinois since this started, okay? Now, in the city of Chicago, the positivity rate is all over the map. The zip code I live in, which is the same zip code as Holy Name Cathedral, recently had a positivity rate of 3.7%. Wow. The average for the city at that time was 8.7%. What's the difference? The difference is to what extent people are wearing masks, socially distancing, staying out of crowds. Now that number has jumped to 9.2% for the city. One of the things, of course, is 5 million people flew around the country. Another 10 million got in cars and traveled around to their relatives to see other people, friends and neighbors. And uh, just looking out the window of uh, my condo, I could see a hotel nearby. I haven't seen so many windows in that hotel lit up since March. A lot of people were here visiting relatives over the holidays. And that's good. That's not, that's not a bad thing. But this is now a health care disaster. You have to keep that in mind. Now, are we doing better than others? Yes, actually, we seem to be. Recently in Cook County, another way of measuring how effective people are in following these simple rules is how many people out of 100,000 are getting sick. Recently in Cook County, where we live, for every 100,000 people, the 
uh, weekly new case rate was 284 people for every 100,000, all right? In, in California, the, that same rate for 100,000 was 678. Triple. All right? Wow. So uh, does individual behavior matter? Uh, well, yes. You know, if we want to keep the death rate down, we have to keep the infection rate down. You know, it only took us four days to get from 19 million to 20 million people who are infected. All right. And that number seems to be uh, trending upwards. And just think last year and people say, well, look, you had the flu, you have pneumonia. A lot of people die in Illinois. Well, in 2019, 2,100 people died from the flu, influenza, or pneumonia. Corona is eight times that number, folks. Exactly. Eight times that number. Now, when do you see, with the numbers that you're stating here, when do you anticipate the city opening up? Do you think it's going to be a year from now? Do you I, think so? I think it'll be very gradual. Mm-hmm. Now, me, some me. states, I was just talking to people in, in uh, California, and they have started to reopen some museums, even though the hospitals are overwhelmed with cases. Yeah. Now, I want to ask your listeners, do you really want to take a gun and put a bullet in it and every day sit there and spin the dial and then fire it to your head? If you do... Go out. Be with crowds. Well, and you, pressure politicians to open restaurants. Well, because you can't, you can't see the danger. Can't. Well, right. Now, if we had right now 350,000 people who died last year in automobile accidents, the public would be outraged. They'd be blaming public officials, the police, that we weren't being protected on the nation's highways. Well, last year we had 26,000 people die, or the year before, on the highways of, of America. This is far greater than that. Yes. We lack self-control. Too many people lack self-control. Look, the hospitals are full. The beds are full. Many places have nowhere to put patients. They're putting them in parking garages. They're putting them in gift shops. You know, this is uh, my best friend is an infectious disease specialist. He is in Pennsylvania. His hospital has 350 beds. It is totally full. Half of it is COVID. He has people sitting in the waiting room of the emergency room waiting to get in who are dying, sitting up in the emergency room. This is no joke. This is no laughing matter. This is no, this is no uh, distortion of data. Well, let's back up a little bit, just in terms of how you, you're dealing with this. So what were your holidays like? Oh, my wife and I yes. had a very nice uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. How did they vary from... Uh, pre-COVID times? We had Zoom meetings with relatives and friends rather than uh, going to other people's homes, all right? That's how it changed, all right? And that's one thing people need need to to, do, and and people are doing it. And look, the majority of people are doing this. Yes. And I'm sure 
the majority of the people listening to us right now are doing this. So they're saying, Ed, don't berate me. No, what I'm trying to do, folks, is give you some ammunition to go out there and talk to your relatives and friends and neighbors and say, oh, well, it's really not that bad. I'll be okay. And look at, look at where your gifts are. Don't look at what you don't have or what you can't do. You know, I talk to nurses and doctors all over the country. And one nurse, that, you know, right now the nurses are exhausted. Exactly. They're on 12-hour shifts. And this one nurse said to me that I just wish I could take some people and walk them down through our unit and see the look on the faces of these COVID patients as they die, as they ga- they're gasping for life. All right? Exactly. You know I mean, what? Think and, about you know, And, and yes. we're going we, yes. to take a little break. Okay. But we'll come back and... When we come back, I do want to also ask you, you're a teacher. I mean, how has this impacted how you, how you imbue your messages to folks? We'll be back, WNDZ, 750 AM on your dial. Catholic Chicago, Mark Treacy here uh, with Dr. Ed Gordon. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. so much waiting for you at Catholic Charities Senior Services. We offer programs and services to help make the most of every day. Friendships and fun are guaranteed at our drop-in senior centers. Our adult daycare centers offer enjoyment and greater supervision to seniors who need it while their caregivers get a break. Holy Family Villa provides a beautiful, safe environment for seniors looking for short or long-term residential facility. And we offer assistance with senior benefits, care coordination, congregate and home-delivered meals, hospital transition, and much more. For more than 100 years, we have accompanied seniors through every transition in their lives, and we are here for you now. Catholic Charities is a name and an agency you can trust. Call Senior Services today at 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Can't take a bus to the Chicago or National March for Life this year? Not to worry. This year's activities will look a little different, but we will still be marching for the sanctity of life. In partnership with March for Life Chicago, we are bringing the pro-life movement on the road. On Sunday, January 17th, the pro-life movement will come to Mundelein with a drive-in, socially distanced rally at Carmel High School, which will include inspiring speakers, Cardinal Blaise Supich for one. For more information and to register, please visit marchforlifechicago.org slash tour. Can't wait to see you there. Catholic Charities Divine Affair home tasting parties are going virtual. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Divine Affair, the elegant wine tasting event that benefits our self-sufficiency programs. Low-income single parents with dependent children are trying to break the cycle of welfare and poverty. Today, the need is greater than ever as the COVID-19 pandemic has left thousands of newly struggling families in need of immediate assistance. You can easily coordinate a virtual wine tasting and help Catholic Charities at the same time. Each guest will enjoy a sample wine kit that includes wine and a guide, all courtesy of Lewis Glenn's Wines. You can gather your friends and family for this fun event or incorporate a celebration for a birthday, anniversary, or engagement at the same time. To learn more about a virtual home tasting party and how you and your guests can win fabulous raffle prizes, call today at 773-756-6937. 
That's 773-756-6937. Cheers. We're back, WNDZ 750 AM on your dial, Catholic Chicago, Dr. Ed Gordon. Ed, it's interesting, if you think about a year ago, think yeah. about it at Holy Name, we never would have thought we'd be live streaming our Masses. Father Greg would have a weekly update online. He would have a reflection, a spiritual reflection online. Um, David Jonas has set a musical uh concerts, mini concerts online. We've even had to do a solicitations, our fundraising online. And yeah. one of the things that I've spotted, and at Christmas time, like they let me do music with our uh, kids in the religious ed program, we had a, a virtual Christmas party. So all of these things we never imagined a year ago. You know, as we move forward, and you're a teacher, yeah. uh, how has this impacted your creativity and what do you see in terms of the uh, future in terms of how are people going to be learning and or worshiping well first of all let's hope public health improves mm -hmm. because the possibility of of more of these viruses escaping from the animal population and infecting humans is quite possible right so this could happen again Next time this happens, we may take it more seriously. Look, people are tired of wearing masks. They're tired of social distancing. They're tired of not going to a movie theater, a restaurant, the, the, uh, a Bears football game, etc., etc., etc. And right now, people feel overwhelmed by forces that are completely beyond their control and their understanding. And it's inevitable that they will search for some explanation, a scapegoat, and say, you know, this is a conspiracy, it doesn't exist, the numbers are exaggerated, etc. You know, in talking, what I've been doing in my research and in my outreach, and this, uh, your generous offers to have me uh, come on about once a month and talk about this to your audience is part of my effort. Very to inform the public and to share stories from funeral homes, doctors, nurses across the United States. Because don't forget, Ed, you're you're a research person, you're a historian, but you're also, and you know, you can take it for how I'm delivering this. You're also a man of faith, so it's rooted yeah. a lot of different yeah. ways into how you see this. Correct, and. People shouldn't panic, but they have to be show respect for other people's lives. This is inconvenient. It's boring. But, you know, until someone knocks on your door or calls you on the phone and tells you that you have a mother or father who are dying or another relative or personal friend, which we've all, everybody has. And I've has had several yeah. now. I've had the so, co-author of one of my books just died last week from yes. this. All right? So have we. And, all right. So. Um, Let me tell you one little story, sure. too. And I think it, it kind of captures the frustration you're talking about with all of us. So 
Christmas time, we're safe, distanced, mask, but we did go see our granddaughters. Yeah. And our little grandson, who's uh, their cousin, is a couple months old. Well, the minute he was going to come in, they safe distanced him over, and the little ones had to put mask on. And uh, little Nora, who's three years old, just stood in the middle of the room and said, I just, when is the bug going to be gone? I just need some <laughs> hugs and kisses. That's right. Well, we all do. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a core piece of, of the self-sacrifice with wearing the mask and yeah. being distanced. Look, look at the damage that e-learning has done trying to replace classroom learning. Yeah. My niece is a librarian in a school out in Denver, and they've been open and closed and open and closed as the waves have gone through. And she said it was amazing when she went back after a while and how the children were so happy to be in school. They yeah. were so elated to be in school. Yeah. When so many of them hated to be in school, suddenly they realized that being with other people was a very important part of their life and enhances learning. And there's another dimension to this I hope our listeners uh, understand, especially people who are connected in faith to their parishes, and that is our priests are tired. They're, they've tried so hard to make sure they're bringing Christ to everybody, yes. and on a weekly basis, part of their energy is seeing the folks who are and not only seeing them in a limited way, yes, they see them at cathedral two hundred instead of you know a thousand, but being able to interact with people, I remember an old pastor of mine said the most important time he spends during the week is after mass, greeting people, they tell him stories, they connect him with different life issues that are going on, and our priests are missing that right now, so I hope people keep them in prayer too during this time. They're, they're working real hard, real hard. Well, you see it, Ed. Yes, I do. Yeah. And just in closing, I want the, to have people put this thought in their mind. I wouldn't wish this on my own worst enemy, seeing someone catch this and what they go through, either to die from it or many of them are seriously ill after for a long time. Mm -hmm. You have to do whatever you can, not only to protect yourself, but to, to protect all of those around you. If you're a good Christian, a good Catholic, this is part of your faith and part of what you need to do spiritually to fortify yourself during, this is a war. People are dying in large numbers. Let's keep the numbers down. And let's act responsible as Christians and Catholics and as members of our community and citizens of the United States. And we have, uh, just in closing, what's your hope for us? Uh, my hope is that people will act more responsibly and we can see the numbers go down quicker. And more people will get vaccinated and not say, oh, no, I don't need the vaccine. Maybe next time I'm on, we'll talk about vaccines. Great. Thanks. Dr. Ed Gordon, professor, lecturer, historian, very dedicated Christian over at Holy Name Cathedral. Thank you for your time. I learn something, Ed, every time you're on, and I really appreciate your commitment 
to moving us forward in faith. Amen. Amen. WNDZ 750 AM on your dial. Catholic Chicago, Mark Treacy sitting in for Father Greg Sackwitz. Keep him in your prayers, especially Thursday when he has that hip surgery. We'll keep you updated on his progress. Thank you and have a blessed day.